Welcome to the One for the Money podcast. I'm your host, Johnny West. I'm a certified financial planner, and here I will teach you the tips, tricks, and strategies I use to help others retire early. This is the easy button when it comes to early retirement. Everything you want or need to know is right here. I'm so glad you join us on the show. Welcome to episode 41 of the One for the Money podcast. I am very grateful you've taken the time to listen. A critical piece of many Americans' retirement is their social security benefit. And yet, many Americans make a decision that can cause them to lose out on hundreds of thousands of dollars because they don't have a strategy when it comes to claiming social security. In this episode, I'll go over the factors you should consider when deciding to take social security. In the tips, tricks, and strategies portion, I will share a social security strategy that married couples may want to consider. Well, thank you for listening. Now on with the show. As a financial planner, one of the questions I get asked most often is when should a person take social security? To help answer their question, We will discuss their goals, assess their additional sources of income in retirement, and run projections in my financial planning software to help them make the best decision on when it makes the most sense based on their goals to take Social Security. And yet there are far too many Americans who don't use this strategy when making this critical decision. Instead, they decide to take Social Security based on what their friends decided to do who I'm certain have very different financial situations and goals. That's a terrible basis for making a decision that can impact a person's level of income for nearly one-third of their lifetime. And that decision could make them miss out on as much as an extra $200,000. Why is it so incredibly important that you assess your options regarding when to take Social Security? Because you really only have one chance to get it right. Well, if you collect any time before your full retirement age, you do have 12 months to change your mind. But if you do, you'll have to pay back all the monies you received up to that point. Well, let's review your options when it comes to taking your Social Security benefit. You can take Social Security as early as when you turn 62 or as late as age 70 or any time in between. The longer you wait, the higher your monthly benefit will be because you'll be taking it for a shorter period of time. Your benefit is calculated using your full retirement age, which is really the age the government believes an average person should work until. For those born 1960 or later, it is age 67. If you take Social Security at 62, your benefit will be up to 30% less than it would be at age 67, and that is a reduction for the rest of your life. That's a 6% decrease per year when you take it early. Now, if you wait until age 70, your benefit will be 32% more each month than it would be at age 67 for the rest of your life. That's an 8% increase each year you wait. Let me provide an example. Let's say your full retirement age is 67 and your benefit would be $2,000 a month or $24,000 per year. By taking it early at age 62, your social security benefit would instead be reduced to $1,400 a month or $16,800 per year for the rest of your life. 
If you waited until age 70, your social security benefit would have been increased to $2,640 from the original 2000. And that would be $31,680 per year instead of the 24,000. And that would be for the rest of your life. Now, of course, those values are adjusted each year for inflation. Now, some may be thinking, but if I take it at age 62 versus 70, I will have collected it for eight more years. While it's true you have a head start, eventually the later filing social security tortoise catches the earlier filing social security hare. Just how old do you need to live so that you have gained more on a cumulative basis? Well, according to JP Morgan, for a median Social Security earner, if you take it at age 67, you'll receive more in total by age 76 and four months than if you started it at age 62. And if you take it at age 70, you'll receive more in total by age 80 and five months than if you started it at age 62. Now, it'll start really increasing after that. And by age 90, you will have accumulated $125,000 more if you waited until age 67 versus 62 and over $222,000 more if you waited until age 70 instead of 62. Now, this is according to J.P. Morgan's Guide to Retirement, which is a phenomenal resource, and I'll include a link to it in the show notes. So when should you take it? In my opinion, it depends on two main factors. The first is, what is your life expectancy, which can be hard to predict? And the second is, what other sources of income do you have prior to receiving your Social Security benefit? If you have a shorter life expectancy, think family history, general health, and you don't think you'll live into your late 70s or early 80s, it doesn't make sense to delay your Social Security. But if you have a long life expectancy, it's in your best interest to delay taking the benefit as long as possible. My grandpa Steele just turned 100 in May of this year, and for many Americans, there is a great chance they could live into their 90s. Of course, the other reason you would take Social Security early is simply because it's the primary source of your retirement income, and so you really don't have an option to delay. Other than these reasons, I strongly believe it makes more sense to delay Social Security provided a comprehensive analysis was completed and that assessed your goals and other income sources in retirement. Now, some argue if they didn't need to take Social Security, they still would and invest it instead. Here's the thing. If you elect to take the income later, your benefit will increase 6 to 8% every year guaranteed. If you think you can beat 6 to 8% every year for eight straight years in the market, age 62 through 70, you should quit your day job and become a hedge fund manager. Just kidding. But I would recommend you not give up that 6 to 8% guarantee. There was a 10-year period in the U.S. stock market between January 2000, December 2009, where the S&P 500 returned negative 9%. That's a lot of risk to take. If that wasn't convincing enough, there is a phenomenally detailed analysis featured on the Financial Planning Association's website that was conducted by some of the most preeminent personal finance researchers namely Wade Fow and Steve Parrish. Here is what they found. Delaying Social Security could be framed as longevity insurance that helps to support the increasing cost associated with living a long life. It provides inflation-adjusted lifetime benefits for a retiree and a surviving spouse, 
and the monthly benefits will be 77% larger in inflation-adjusted terms for those who claim at 70 instead at 62. But sometimes this insurance value is questioned, with the idea being that an early claiming decision will provide an opportunity for investments to grow and support better retirement outcomes. Simple extrapolations about suggesting that claiming Social Security early and investing the benefits earn historical stock market returns misses several important points about retirement income. Retirees may not invest this aggressively, and retirees must fund spending from assets and do not experience simple time-weighted returns. To generate the returns needed to beat the benefit of delaying Social Security, there would need to be a high tolerance for risk and an aggressive asset allocation. They found evidence using the historical data that is uncommon for investment returns to beat the implied benefit of delaying Social Security for long-lived retirees, even with the relatively aggressive asset allocation strategies. Well, I think that more than puts the question to rest of whether you can benefit from investing Social Security instead. Finally, another significant reason why taking your benefit later makes a lot of sense. If you have retirement incomes like a 401k or an IRA, they can be greatly affected by movements in the stock market. By delaying your Social Security payment until later, you are raising the level of your income that is not affected by movements in the stock market. That allows you to be more flexible with your distributions from your retirement accounts in later years. Now, some still want to take Social Security at age 62, but you need to be warned because if you still work and collect Social Security while you're under full retirement age of 67, the Social Security Administration will deduct a dollar from your benefit for every $2 you earn above a certain annual limit between the ages of 62 and 66. That limit in 2023 is $21,240. For example, if you earned $31,240, that's $10,000 above the limit, then your benefit would be reduced by $5,000 with your Social Security because you earn $10,000 more and for every $2 of earning, you reduce a dollar of your benefit. But in the year that you turn 67, the Social Security Administration will deduct a dollar in benefits for every $3 you earn above $56,520 in 2023. So you have a little bit more of a generous amount of money that you could earn in that final year before your full retirement age. Now, despite the huge advantages of taking Social Security later, too many take it far too early. According to the Social Security Administration, 34% of people take Social Security at 62, and over 57% take it before full retirement age. Only 3.7% wait until age 70. Now, some of you may be thinking that you want to take Social Security while it's still available, before it runs out. You've paid into it for all these years and you want to get back some of what you paid into it because the benefit could be gone. In my next episode of this podcast, I'll go over why there really is zero chance that your benefit will be reduced or eliminated. Yet, sadly, many use this as a reason to take it early on to miss out on hundreds of thousands of dollars in the process. 
Talk about not getting back what you paid into it. Well, in conclusion, Social Security is a critical part of retirement, so it's imperative you choose wisely and assess your goals, additional income streams, and run projections via financial planning software to help make the best decision of when to take Social Security, because you really only have one chance to get it right. It's just far too important of a decision to leave to chance or to go along with the crowds. Well, thank you again for listening. I do hope you found this helpful. Now on to the tips, tricks, and strategies portion of the podcast. Welcome to today's tips, tricks, and strategies portion of the podcast, where I will share a social security strategy that married couples may want to consider. For married couples, you may have two social security benefits to take in retirement. Even if one of the spouses stayed home and raised the kids a much harder job, they are entitled to a spousal benefit, which is 50% of their partner's benefit. What if you are divorced? Well, if you were married for at least 10 years, then you get to claim 50% of your ex's benefit or yours, whichever is greater. And your ex won't be the wiser. They won't even know if you ever take it. Back to married couples. For spouses with an equivalent social security benefit and long life expectancy, it may make sense for both of them to delay their benefits up to age 70 if possible. This would increase even further the amount of guaranteed income streams in retirement. Now, when there are differences in social security benefits for a married couple, it might make sense for the lower earning spouse to file earlier while the higher earner waits until age 70. That way, the larger benefit will be higher for longer. This is especially important when there is a surviving spouse. For example, let's say there's a married couple and the wife worked at home to raise the kids while the husband went out and worked. The wife would get a benefit that is 50% of her husband's benefit. The wife could elect to take her benefit at age 67, which would be 50% of her husband's benefit at 67, whereas the husband could wait to take his benefits until age 70. The reason why you'd want to do this is because more often than not, wives will outlive their husbands. Once your spouse dies, you have the option to collect only one social security benefit. It can be either yours or your spouse's, whichever is greater. Now, using the example I just shared, if the husband died first, the wife would take his benefit that he took at age 70, which would be higher. Well, that's it for today's show. I do hope you found this information helpful. And remember, a better life is a result of better planning. Have a great one. Thank you for listening. And until next time, remember that no one builds wealth by accident. If you want to learn more about how to build wealth to retire early, head on over to my website at betterplanningbetterlife.com. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. There is no assurance that the techniques and strategies discussed are suitable for all investors or will yield positive outcomes. The purchase of certain securities may be required to affect some of the strategies. Investing involves risks, including possible loss of principal. Economic forecasts set forth may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee that strategies promoted will be successful. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Individual tax and legal matters should be discussed with your tax or legal professional. 
Johnny West is a registered representative with and securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC.